Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, August 21st, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Cosmos Potluck with Stride, hosted by Cosmos Haas. Let's take a listen. A big one had a good weekend. I, I like uh, boxing, so I got to watch the AJ and Usyk fight. If anyone likes boxing, I, I knew AJ, or, um, Usyk was going to win again. AJ is just a big bruiser that doesn't really have good footwork, and that type of matchup's not really good for him. So I got to watch that. I like preseason football. Got to watch my favorite team, the Steelers, play, which was fun. Just kind of hanging out on the weekend, get some real shit done. Michelle, there you are. What's going on, man? Just kind of just blabbing away while waiting for some people to f- stop by. Hey, dude, not that much. Yeah, it's been a good weekend. Uh, pretty productive. Nice. Yeah. It was always great to meet you. Yeah, you too, man. Just kind of doing our thing. I I usually do a show this time or like an hour before this every Sunday. I try to have at least one team stop by and kind of just do their thing and just conversate. And Cosmos has grown so big and so fast that it's really hard to keep up with. So I try to do these shows to kind of, you know, if someone wants to know what Stride's up to, you know, they can just stop by, listen to the show now or the recording afterwards and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, listen to the past. I mean, uh, I love this kind of stuff. It's great. Super educational. Super fun. It's got to be, man. It's just like <clears throat> I really started doing this because I spent I got laid off when COVID happened and I was spending all so many hours, man, like thousands of hours studying this stuff. And I'm like, no one has the time to do this. So just kind of do these shows and just try to mitigate that learning curve as much as possible. So everyone kind of is on the same page because that's what it's all about, man. Like, you know, education is definitely key in this space for sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's also, it's weird because it's like, even if you're educated in the space and you think you're up to date, you take like one week off, you go on vacation or something, and everything changes in that one week. It's tough. Oh, yeah, everything changes. I got, um, so I went to the Central in June down Texas, and I got kind of sick, so I was like really mm-hmm. kind of low-key when I got back. I was trying to stick up with, stay up with things, but as, as when I would do like my normal grind and studying and reading and educating i was just getting migraines so i kind of stepped away a little bit and yeah it's just you, you could take a weekend off and so much stuff can happen like literally anything can happen yeah, yeah. so yeah absolutely yeah i mean some people are in here now so i mean usually what i do is i basically just have like an intro you kind of say who you are like how long you've been into crypto you know kind of like your personal journey and your background and then um then you know we just kind of go from there absolutely well let's do it Hey, hey, so everyone, I'm Vishal. I'm one of the co-founders of Stride. I'm trying to bring liquid staking to Cosmos. Um, but this is not my first uh, kind of crypto uh, experience. Uh, I first found crypto when I was in college in 2018. Uh, I was working on a stablecoin project basis back in the day. It never ended up launching, uh, so it, you may not have heard of it. But it, it was uh, it was kind of one of the first algorithmic stablecoins um, after DAI. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a really cool experience. Never ended up launching for regulatory reasons, but it was a great kind of first foray into crypto. Uh, afterwards, I kind of like meandered through, tried five for a little bit, some hedge funds, uh, um, I started my own fund for a little bit, 
Uh, it was a great experience, but I was always kind of like doing DeFi on the side. And after a while, the amount of DeFi I was doing just got larger and larger. And I was like, God, this should just be my primary. Like, what, why am I spending my time here? I should just uh, full time. And then got deeper into Cosmos kind of last year as exploring more. Uh, really kind of bought into IBC. It, it felt then and still feels now like the future. Uh, it seems like the state of the art in chain communication. You can do so many cool things. Uh, we knew a lot with kind of the new iteration of it. You know, like, there's all these kind of uh, improvements that they're pushing out. And we, I think was of the first users of them. And they're super impressed by it and wanted to kind of build an ecosystem. And I think given where IBC is at right now, really thought that over the next two or three years, there's going to be a ton of really cool interchain applications. Um, and we wanted to kind of be one of the people helping move that forward. Um, and probably the biggest problem that I faced uh, as I was going through like Cosmos uh, DeFi last year is just that staking yields are so high that there isn't uh, a good opportunity for the rest of DeFi to flourish uh, because you're competing with just such high staking yields. Um, and so, you know, you go to Osmosis or something, there's all these really cool things going on, like superfood staking, uh, you know, uh, like encrypting the mempool, et cetera. It's hard to take advantage of too much of this because uh, the liquidity is so fragmented because we've already staking. So this is the first problem we kind of wanted to end up uh, solving. And so, that, you know, we had the idea for Stride in like February of this year, January, February of this year, and started building that. And uh, here we are now. We have a functioning product and we're pretty close to launching live now. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that anymore. The, the, the liquidity in Cosmos is so, I mean, to be honest with you, as connected as we are, we're we're still not connected. Yeah. Basically, what I mean by that is like the, the liquidity is for sure fragmented. The content, the education is somewhat fragmented. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is connected when it comes to like there's no tribalism, and we're all on the same page. We understand IBC is the future. I mean, I say it all the time. Like, I, it's the only thing that makes any sense to me, and that's why I, I'm so. I guess you want to call it emotionally, financially, and just whatever invested into it because that's it, it's the only thing that has made any sense to me. I've been involved with other ecosystems. I kind of go on random shows, and essentially, I just show Cosmos Tech and IDC and everything. And uh, they, they just the other ecosystems outside they just don't understand like how things actually work on an infrastructural you know infrastructurally. They they talk about it. They throw out the cute words of interoperability and all that, but they don't even have they don't know how and why. And, and, you know, my opinion is like IDC and, and Cosmos and all that is the only thing that's building for that future of how everything can connect to one another. And, and I always say, like, I just feel like it makes it would make no sense for most, if not all these chains to one day be IBC enabled anyhow. So and, and I like to say it all the time. And some people just, just want me to say it, is that we're early. We're just so early. And when, when you're referring to the staking APRs being so high, you know, like I think it's a misnomer, too, in the spaces. You know, I, I threw out a question about Juno and what do you think about like the APRs and, and uh, the having and, and some people are like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I guess they're going to unbond and go go yield up something else. I don't know if that's the right approach or strategy, but I do know eventually all these APRs are going to be, you know, I don't want to say nil, but they're going to be lower mm-hmm. where it's going to be somewhat normal and sustainable. And then you're going to have to have these other options out there and um, with like liquid staking. And one of my experiences that I really enjoyed about liquid staking was on Ethereum. I was actually, I was just using P stake and it might've been with like XPRT. Like I, I was liquid staking it and I wanted to buy an NFT and I forget which it was like gems.xyz or some sort of application on, on Ethereum. And I was like, Oh cool. I can buy this NFT and I was able to pay for it in my liquid you know, my stake derivative, so to speak, which is like so cool because that's how it should be. Like if, I, if I'm staking something, I don't want to have to like unbond it and then wait 14 days or 21 days or 28 days. Unbonding is just to do something with, with my, my tokens and stuff like that. So I'm all about 
flexibility and I look at it like it's a good customer. I always say customer experience. It's a better customer experience all around. And that's the only way any of this stuff works in a, in a, in a long term. Anyhow, if you're trying to get people over from traditional finance or just real life, real life people, they don't want to, they don't want to do some of this stuff right now. It's really complicated, convoluted and these types of applications and resources to me are, are you know, one, one of many things that need to, to happen. So I, you know, I commend you for that. And then, um, like as for the vision of Cosmos, I mean, obviously, pretty much everyone in here probably shares that same vantage point. I know, I mean, like I said, I know I do. I uh, wanted to kind of spin that off to, like, what's the what's the reason uh, that you guys decided to have your own chain, your own sovereign chain? What do you think the pros of that? Maybe potentially any cons. Uh, but just ask you that question, actually. Let's go from there. Yeah, oh, man, great question. So we were looking at this for a while, and you know, there, there's a lot of. Um, I'll, I'll start with some negatives of having your own chain. Uh, oh no, I think you're getting rugged if you can hear me. There, oh, sorry, there, sorry. Can you, I hope it's not just a glitch because they used to do this back in the day where I couldn't hear the other speaker and everyone else could, but I think they kind of nipped that in the butt. But anyhow, yeah. you started off with the cons and then now you kind of just got completely rugged. Sorry, sorry. Can you, can you hear me now? Is this better? Oh yeah, you're oh, fine. Now. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was like uh, the one, the first one is the application development takes a lot longer. You know, it's like, a lot more work to make your own L1 than to make uh, a smart contract based implement. Um, and so, you know, that, that that's, that's uh, by far the biggest con, I think. But the, the next, uh, and probably the only other con I would say is it's more uh, logistics to get up and running. Like there's a lot more info. So you stand up like RPC info, and, you know, you know, like um, uh, get a lot of uh, validators in your network you need to stand up all this like relayer info. There's just a lot of things you need to stand up if you're doing L1 as opposed to smart contract. Um, so I would say it's more work. But then on the benefits, I think it's huge, you know, and it's really, uh, it, it really hard to overstate them. So the first is, uh, you know, we're personally bought into the app chain vision. And so it feels, you know, like we're to make stride app chain as well. Um, the, you get, get a lot of like really key benefits. So what, one is, because uh, you're building on natural uh, chain layer itself, not a smart contract, you can handle a lot higher throughput. You get like full control over your chain. Um, and it's much more efficient running on a smart contract. So just imagine like high level running a smart contract. It means uh, you're hosting a vm inside the chain or you know uh, some sort of like execution environment and then you're running uh your logic there and so it just adds all this overhead you don't really have your your own l1 the other thing being your own chain is you get complete control over like the way you interpret packets and you can use some pretty cool stuff so we, we've we've uh done some things that have that would not be possible in smart contracts but you can do if you're an l1 so and, and we're planning on pushing a lot of these code to like the core ibc repo but one thing we've done is on I, uh, when you use interchain accounts, um, you get really fine grained control over what the responses are when you get you get from interchain accounts. So you can do something like, "Hey, let me go stake uh, ten dollars on Adam." You know, that's like a simple thing you can send. But then, based on like you might have certain errors that come back, or maybe it times out, you can handle these in like a better way when you do it natively. Um, so that's like you know technically, I think you get a lot more flexible. You can do like a, a lot more security stuff as well. So you, you get kind of complete control over when you want to start halting your chain or when you, when you think things are going wonky. So, for example, we do things that are like, if our chain suspects that uh, it might be under attack or things are going kind of haywire, um, we can start cutting off IBC transfers or cutting off functionality to kind of mitigate the risk of, of an attack. And it's something that's really hard to do if you're a smart contract. Um, and then uh, two other quick, quick uh, benefits. I'll stop. Uh, one, uh, the other one's really big is people building on top of you. So if someone wants to build like DeFi on top of Stride, um, they start to integrate with our chain, and then uh, every chain that we uh, we support, they can kind of natively integrate into because it's the same deployment. You know, everyone's interacting with Stride's uh, protocol there. If we had smart contracts, we might do different smart contracts for each chain, and then it makes the kind of integrations a little bit harder because then, like you know, an AMM that wants to integrate Stride just now think of like 
oh, there are these 10 different smart contracts for I use on different chains. That's a little bit more challenging. And the last benefit, I think, is, is a kind of security. One is you get you know, more control of your chain, so you can like control what, what the inputs and outputs are. But uh, also, you do one deployment, and you can keep getting that main chain audited. If you do smart contracts, you have to keep auditing all the additional smart contracts you have to deploy, and it makes it a little bit more complicated. Um, so, you know, that's kind of a long-winded answer, but um, yeah, so those are short. No, I agree with that. I mean, I think that's like kind of the vision in general of like the Cosmos in general with IBC is, is like app chains, I guess. Uh, so let's just ask you this because there's, you know, I've had Quicksilver on. What's, in your opinion, what's the main difference between your service that you're offering and then what Quicksilver is offering? Oh, uh, yeah. Great. Uh, great, great question. So th- there's a few kind of, uh, of differences. And it's not to say that when one is better than another, but I think we focus on slightly different things. The, the high level, or if I had to put it one, one thing that we kind of focus on, uh, we come to Libraceating as from a DeFi background. And so I think we're building uh, for a DeFi audience. Um, and that, you know, that's not necessarily better or worse than the link or something else, but it just kind of like, uh, makes you focus on different things. So some things that we focus on for building for DeFi is uh, we care a lot about uh, making sure like our, our peg between our SD assets doesn't, doesn't DeFi. So it's like you have uh, SD added on them. I want to make sure those trade apart. That's like kind of a core... Uh, goal of ours, it makes it much more useful in DeFi. Another thing there is like security. So you want to make sure that uh, we, we spend a lot of time uh, thinking about how you can make our, our chain more secure. So, you know, we, we, we think about that quite a bit as well. Um, so some consequences of both these, you know, one is uh, we support redemptions from day one. So like, you know, from the, the onset, you can redeem your SC atom with stride and you get back out them. Um, some other things, you know, we, we spend a lot of time thinking about security features. So we add like, what of this kind of bespoke security functionality on, on our chain? Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so, so th- those are kind of like two big differences. And it's not to say Quicksilver isn't focusing on these things, but I think they have a slightly different uh, kind of niche. So like, I don't, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but, but one thing that it seems like they've done a really good job of is thinking all about governance, thinking about how Libraceating can integrate well into governance. And again, not to say that it's not something we're not focusing on, but if you have you know, some fixed amount of time, you're making trade-offs, I'd say we're, we're more on the side of like one of service DeFi users and are a bit more on the side of trying to think about how, how you can integrate well into governance and yeah. Um, there's other uh, other differences. Well, one technical difference that, that uh, you know between the two chains I think is kind of meaningful. We we use much more interchain accounts. Quicksilver uses much more of uh, the technological interchain queries. They both are slightly different. Uh, you know, they have slightly different uh, different purposes. We think ICO has a better trade off ICQ, but you know, it keeps their own. Uh, the, the the last kind of uh, big difference that I think is more philosophical is kind of what what our uh, goal is as a uh, DeFi product. I think Stride is kind of focused on being uh, like like a one product with what's taken and do that really well. And that's kind of our top priority. I think liquid staking is super important. We want to make sure we handle it well, do it safely, do it securely. Um, we, you know, just want to, we're focusing all our attention on that. Um, Quicksilver, I think, has a slightly different vision, um, which is they want to be kind of DeFi hubs. They want to not only have liquid staking, but also have AMMs or have other DeFi built on top of liquid staking, which is also really cool and really innovative. And you know, it's not to say one is better or worse than the other, but they serve slightly different niches. And so I think our, our, our primary goal is liquid staking as by itself. We want to be a pure app chain. And I think Quicksilver is slightly more of like a hub. I like that. So me personally, I'm like a complete degenerate. I have like four monitors up right now. Well, I'm not like, I do have four monitors up right now and six different Brave browsers. And each browser starts with like a different computer yeah. and they all have different wallets and I have shit everywhere. And um, one of the things I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm IBC to, to now and forever. So I'm an, I am an IBC maxi. However, I still do stuff outside of IBC just to see the experiences, what they're up to, what they're doing, compare and contrast and things of that nature. So like one thing, I mean, technically it's still technically IBC is right now I am, I have staked BNB in BNB and I'm, 
providing liquidity on like pancake swap and it's like eight percent or whatever so like would you guys have something like that like say staked i don't know staked adam slash adam and then deploy it on say like osmosis and something similar like that or like what's the with with something like that yeah good question so definitely that's one of the goals you know you can use your staked adam and go support an m osmosis so a simple one would be like st adam adam you know that's like the, the most straightforward one we're working on getting some more interesting ones. So one that we think there's going to be demand for is like ST Adam, ST Juno. So if you right now, you want to go to like the Adam Juno pool. Um, the yield is, is not bad, but you give up a lot of staking yield, something like 45% or 50% staking yield. Uh, so it's really hard for the AM to do well. But if you do ST Adam, ST Juno as a, as a pool, you get this 40, 50% staking yield as like a default, and then you earn the AM rewards on top of that. So that's like, you know, some of the early things we're trying to do. Um, we're trying to, we're working with other DeFi, um, we, we think this should be like pretty popular. If you, any, like if it's at all similar to ETH, you know, you're going to have a lot of assets that would take, and it's kind of good for DeFi pro- uh, protocols to use them as well. Um, one of the other integrations that might be interesting is like lending. So let's say you have like 100 Atom, you come to Stride, you give it to us, you get 100 SC Atom. Um, we're working with the lending protocols to say like, oh, can you now borrow 50 Atom against your 100 SC Atom? And because the SC Atom is redeemable for Atom, you know, at any point in time, you can come, you can give us SC Atom, we'll give you back the Atom. This is a fairly uh, safe kind of loan because it's fully collateralized. There's no kind of uh, DPEG risk here. Um, or, or if there is, it's very temporary because, again, these are purely redeemable for one another. Um, and so then, you know, you, now you have start off with 100 atom. Now you end up with earning the staking yield on your full 100 atom. Then you also have like 50 or 60 atom that you can go plug on. So that's another um, kind of integration work now. I like that. Because realistically right now in IBC, there's really not much lending. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could technically do it on Kava, but, I mean, you have to wait. I don't know, like a year to get your your token. I mean, you know, you, you give it, you give it, then you have to wait a whole year. And you know, being degenerates, I don't think we want to really wait a year. You know, I, I, the reason why I do like the stake BNB and BNB is because like I can unbond it whenever I want and just get rid of I want, yeah. you know, or like th- do stuff with it. Like so, like me personally, I stake a bunch. I provide liquidity like on everything, and then I also have like one day pulls on osmosis. I also like to have stuff. Where I don't have anything bonded, so if if I need to need to make a move, I can make a move, you know. So it's like because you never know, like anything can happen. Something something good can come up, like some really good buying opportunity. If everything's staked, it's like what do you do now? You have to go get some fiat and put it on. And like some people get to the point, like I mean, me personally, I don't really bring fiat too much ever into to crypto anymore because I've been grinding so long now. And that's just me personally. Everyone has different financial wherewithals and whatever they're going through but like it's always good in my opinion whether it's with with like DeFi or nfts or whatever it's always good to have like as many options as possible you don't want to have just like one option and that in my opinion that creates a lot of competition and from my experience in life like competition always brings out the best in everyone and um you know so i'm all for that so i'm, I'm like looking forward to that now like going off of that i know like you guys did a show, I think even with Cito. I'm not going to lie, I didn't have a chance to even mm-hmm. watch it. So like, I don't know anything you guys said. You might be reiterating half the shit that you said on there already. But um, like, when do you expect like the product to be? Uh, you don't have to give me like an exact time. What's the goal for this to go live? Yeah, uh, good, good, good question. Uh, so we're hoping to go live by like end of this month. Um, like, you know, ideally, sometime, like, not next day, but the week after, early that week. But we're still waiting on sign-off um, from legal. So we mean to, uh, like, our, our lawyers are being a bit slow and we're like, but we're wanting to sure everything is squared away there. Um, you know, we're, we're based in the U.S., so we just want to make sure we're complying with everything. I think we should have signed up there pretty soon. Technically, we're uh, we're there. Like, our product works, and we have a test that's functioning. We're doing some, like, final testing, um, adding some more security features, but I'd say we're pretty ready on that, that front. 
Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So this is a long answer, but we're basically we're on like the final legs, and we're hoping we can do it in the next like two weeks. Um, so we'll, we'll keep you updated, but it's, it's, it's soon. It's definitely soon. Okay, nice. So reset the room, guys. Like uh, you guys can just comment if you want, or DM me if you have any particular questions, or you can raise your hand. Like I can have you come up and ask any particular questions. But I know there was one that I wanted to ask. Let me pull this up real yeah, quick. But sure. someone was asking about. Uh, it's kind of a way to just kind of ask, but in a different way. When will we be able to start delegating our assets with Strive? Will there be any additional incentives to delegate our tokens? Yeah, great, great question. So yeah, uh, we're hoping to go live again like next two weeks. We'll keep keep you all updated. They were really. Just, uh, I've, I've never interacted with lawyers as much before, and it's a lot slower than I, I would have thought. Um, but we're, we're really close, I promise. Um, yeah, and then with their incentives, yeah, definitely. So we, we announced our airdrop incentive recently. So that, that definitely still applies. So we'll do an incentive, a couple of incentives you can get. So one is, you know, if you're already a speaker of Adam Osmar Juno, um, you're almost certainly eligible for an airdrop. And then you can claim that, uh, you know, we'll play out more detailed instructions soon. But basically, it's going to be, you know, you go through a simple stride flow. So you go to the site. You just, you know, liquid stake, whatever, like some small amount, just to kind of familiarize, familiarize yourself with the flow and you're eligible for the airdrop and you get it at the end of the month. And the, the thing we're doing then is, you know, at the end of that month, there's going to be, you know, undoubtedly some percentage of the airdrop is not collected, like it is for every airdrop. And we're just going to roll that into the next month. So if you're eligible the first month, you're always eligible the next month. And then whatever rewards weren't claimed before, you claim that next month. So the idea here is, you know, you have all these other airdrops where like a bunch of it goes on claim and it goes back to the project. Our, our goal here is to really give like 100% of this airdrop away. So if you get it the first month, come back next month, come back after, you know, we get more and more rewards every month. Um, the the next thing that you're eligible for, uh, you know, if you start delegating assets is, if it's your first time liquid staking with Stride, we'll give you uh, a, a little airdrop as well, kind of as a, you know, like thanks for using Stride, it's like, you know, you're make, make them jump over. Um, so you get a little, little, little reward that way. And then the last uh, thing that we're incentivizing pretty heavily, um, or at least specifics on this very soon, but it's going to be a very, uh, a, a very healthy uh, reward, I would say. Is for the AM. So if you start seeding some of the liquidity pools, so something like ST Adam Adam or ST Adam ST Juno, um, well, you know, which already I think already have really good yields and are pretty competitive. You know, ST Adam ST Juno will give you something like fifty plus percent. Um, but we'll be incentivizing those two. So that's another way you can start earning stride rewards uh, by liquid staking. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, go back there. So you can technically go on stride right now and and find out if you qualify for the airdrop and all that um so we put it on our, on our twitter we haven't uh released like the the literal like here's available for this we'll release that pretty soon um we're like finishing up the the calcs here um but it, we posted we posted the uh details so it's something like um roughly we took a snapshot last sunday and it's roughly if you're staking between i believe it was right around like 90 or 100 in the low end up to 50k on, on the upper end um you're eligible for for the airdrop on anything on adam osmo or juno Nice. So not financial advice, but if you are newer to Cosmos and you want to potentially qualify for essentially every airdrop and sure that comes, I mean, Adam, obviously, then you got Juno and, and Osmo, like pretty much every, all three of those qualify for nearly every single airdrop. I mean, Adam always does. Uh, you know, I look at like Adam's like the mother <laughs> and then like, I mean, in, in a way I think Osmo's like the father and then uh, like Juno's like the, the, um, I guess Juno would be like the, um, the child that's like walking before any other child walks yeah. and, and talks before any other child talks. So it's like the, it's like the, like the, you know, it's the kid. It's the, it's the amazing kid that you have. It's, it has so much potential. So yeah. those three, in my opinion, are the ones that if you're going to stake and, you know, you want, well, one, they're all, in my opinion, they're just blue chips of Cosmos. And I think, you know, they're, they're, 
uh, situated to be in this space for a long time and be very successful. They all have their own specific use cases that bring a lot of utility to just crypto and real life utility and DeFi and everything else you can think of. So like those are the big three and um, that's my opinion about that. But so like, are you guys going to have polls on your own site or like, how's that going to work? Yeah. When you say polls, it's just like a, a way to see if you qualify for the airdrop or not. Well, no, I, I said it the wrong way. Are you guys going to have like a DEX or what, what's the goal? Oh, oh cool. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No. So we, um, we'll, we'll use the osmosis and crescent pools to start with. Um, and yeah, our, our goal really is, you know, like, cause we're brought into app chain. Uh, we don't think we need to do everything here. You know, we just want to do one thing, do it really well. And that's a good staking. And, you know, to be clear, it's not like, a, you know, I think there's a bit more um, kind of details there than, than maybe people, people see. So, you know, there's all the stuff we want to make sure that the SDS is always rated far. want to make sure you can kind of scale and support lots of zones, making sure you integrate lots of DeFi providers. Um, and, we, you know, our, our kind of idea is we leave the um, AMMs to the professionals. You know, Osmosis does a ton of work and so is Crescent on thinking about what's the right way to run AMMs. And so we're more than happy to integrate directly with them. And then you kind of touched on this, but if you want to, again, because I know a lot of people are newer to like being a complete yeah. degenerate. And I think a lot of people <laughs> that get into space, all they do is just stake because they're like timid or intimidated yeah. or whatever you want to call about providing liquidity on that. So tell people out there, you know, explain to them what I guess the, what the difference is of just staking and then, uh, per, you know, having a liquid stake. And also what, what's the pros of having that? Like, what does it give you? What options yeah. does it give you? Go ahead. Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, so, so it's, it's, uh, it's pretty thing, and I think for a lot of people, it feels almost like magic. So it's like, oh, I can't. It's like too good to be true. But it is the reality. So you know, as you know, when you stake right now, you help contribute network security. The more assets that are staked on a protocol, um, the harder it is for an attacker to come in and you know uh, do various kinds of attacks on the protocol. Harder to do fifty-one percent attack, or do other other kinds of things. You have lots of economic security, and so protocols want to incentivize staking. And so what they do is they you know they'll pay you a block reward uh, to stake, and you earn like an APR that way. But when you stake. Um, your assets are kind of locked up um, and you can't go and easily like use those assets elsewhere. So if I want to stake with a certain validator, I stake with them, I own my rewards, but I can't go show it to someone else. Um, and I have to do a lot of management on that stake. So it's like, I have to go pick what validators I like. I have to go every day or every week, go uh, claim my rewards and reinvest them if I want to get reinvestment. Um, I have to go, you know, monitor to see how the validators are doing. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a lot, a lot of work. Liquid staking, uh, the, the primary thing it does is you give your tokens to Stride or whoever the staking provider is. Um, we will issue you back a token. So let's say you give us 100 Atom. We'll give you back 100 ST Atom. Um, and then from your perspective, you're done. You, know, you can now go do whatever you want with the ST Atom. Um, and you, know, you can go trade it around. You can go take out loans against it. You can just go look at it. It's totally up to you. On our end, after we receive your Atom, we will go and stake it for you. And then we'll accrue the staking rewards on your behalf. And whenever you want to come back and give us the Atom, we give you back uh, the, or you give us the SDATA, we'll give you back the Atom plus your staking rewards. So the idea is, you know, you get this token initially, and then on the back end, you've basically deposited into almost a vault that stakes for you. But it's not just to get the liquidity here, you get a few other things. So one is, we'll, we'll uh, delegate across like dozens of validators for you. So you're pretty distributed that way. You don't have a lot of risk on one validator. And the other thing we do that's kind of nice is we'll reinvest for you. So every six hours, Stride Protocol will take your rewards and we'll reinvest it. Um, and so what this means is for someone like, like Juno that has 80% staking yield, they'll earn an extra like 5 or 6% um, just from the reinvestment. So just from that, that extra kind of compounding. For something like Evmos has a 400% yield, you get something like 1,600% extra from the auto compounding. So it's, it's pretty sizable, a lot of benefit there. But yeah, the main advantage is that you can go, you know, let's say you get 100 atom to stride, sorry, it was 100 ST atom. You can just go use that ST atom for like a month or two. But instead of unbonding, you can just go sell that ST atom to AMN. 
and you're basically unbonded. So you can effectively unbond in like a second or two. Yeah, I love all this. Like I was kind of initially when auto compounding was a thing in Cosmos, I kind of I, I to be honest with you right now, I don't use it at all. Yeah. But I think I'm going to because I'm so busy and I honestly, it's so unproductive. Like I was telling you about having like the six different Brave browsers and as much fun as it is, a lot of times, you know, I got to sit there and then I got to, I got to hit each asset. Then I got to hit, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, delegate, like then I got to pick my validator. Like it just gets old, you know? And yeah. I think I would rather, even if there's a service fee, I might just eat it just because then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Cause I, it is getting tiring. It's like, I don't know how it takes a lot of time, man. Like, I mean, if you only have one wallet and you only are staking, you know, like one thing or two things, I mean, I guess it's not a big deal, but whenever you're just being a complete degenerate, it's like you, you need some help, I guess. And then, um, and there's times too, I'm probably throwing away yield because sometimes I forget. I'll be like, Oh shit, I forgot that one wallet. I got, you know, and it's like, whatever, but I like that. And I think people don't realize because we really haven't had this yet with like interchain accounts and, you'll be able to use like the staked Atom or the staked Juno or Osmo and you'll be able to, you know, potentially purchase NFTs and do other things in, in crypto that you wouldn't be able to do if you were just simply staking it. Cause it's like sometimes maybe there's an NFT or there's something that you'd like to, to purchase or buy. And now you, you have your Atom and it's, you can't do anything really with it because it's all staked. But not if you had a staked Atom, you could potentially use that staked Atom and buy that NFT with it or whatever. So I like that too. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. And even if you just have one wallet, you still have to like remember to do it every day. You know, it's just like kind of a hassle, um, and it's it's just not not, not to. Um, but if you look at stake, you have it kind of as like a benefit for free almost. You know, like it's not even the primary thing you get. The primary thing is liquidity. But it's just this nice side consequence. You also auto compound. So yeah, it's like a little yeah. cherry on top. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. Like I'm, de- I, like I said, once this all the play, like I'm gonna start doing that because I just it's so tiring. Like right now while we're talking, I, I'm sitting here. Uh, get my last minute compounds in with like Evmos and Osmo uh, pull, and I'm like, go, I'm on Frontier on one of my wallets, like throwing in all these random like things I've been farming. <laughs> I'm such a degenerate, like, dude. I no financial advice. It's what what I do is not. It's too time consuming. It's like maybe the, the amount that I potentially can be making. It's like I I can go outside and and have some t- fun outside, and not waste all my life clicking buttons all day long. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's crazy, man. But um, yeah, it's awesome. So that's I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm just looking forward to all of this. Like you were saying earlier about like the two to three year vision. It's gonna be nuts to see what this looks like in two to three years. I know one year ago, like we basically really couldn't do too much at all in in Cosmos. Now it's you know essentially a year later, and this stuff is just it's going loud, and I love to see it. You know, so yeah, it's going crazy. We're actually we're talking about some of the kind of like this is not really that looking taking our stride, but just you know. So something that I think is really coming forward uh, or coming soon that people, uh, some people trade are is just ICA enables all these super cool applications to be built um, that are, are really cross-chain and are really scalable. So like some examples are you can imagine like a trading firm that runs like its own app chain. It's like a, you know, it's like a decentralized trading firm almost. Um, and through internet accounts, it can put trading strategies on Osmosis, on Crescent, on pretty much any DAX. And it can coordinate all of this. And this can be a chain that you can look at um, you know, anything you can do right now as a user, you can go use uh, their app chain. And like Gnosis, you can imagine Gnosis deploys an app chain and then goes, serv- goes and services every single IBC chain. There's just like all these applications we'll use now can be fully decentralized and it's a really exciting future. So I wanted to ask you uh, about multi-hops. Like how fast do you think they can get that down to? Yeah, when you say multi-hop, you just mean like communication between three different chains? 
Yeah, so like let's say like I like TFM, I like their team, I like what their product is. It's really cool and innovative. But like let's use like an aggregator for an example. Like the only way an aggregator is really beneficial in Cosmos really is if it can plug into every single DEX and liquidity pool, and and you can get instant swaps. Like so maybe you know if I'm trying to in the future swap from like Adam to whatever. Um, maybe the best deal isn't on Osmosis. Maybe it's on JunoSwap or maybe it's on Secret or whatever. But you need that fast finality. So when you want to get that discount, so to speak, it's still still available. And, and it would need to be fast. So like it, it can't be, okay, well, I'm trying to get this swap from, you know, maybe my liquidity is just in my Kepler wallet for the Osmo token or whatever. I want to get it. I want to have it fast. Like, do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, so it, it really depends on what you mean by fast. So I'd say right now, if you people, I don't think this is really done yet in Cosmos, but the current ICA tech, I think allows you to do this in something like 20 seconds of change. So it's like, you know, let's say I have my aggregator and I want to do, start my trade on Osmosis, you know, do one swap there, then go do another swap on Secret, another swap on uh, Crescent. I think you can do all three of those in under a minute. Um, but people haven't really been working on too much making this faster. It's possible this could get faster. Like there's, on top of my head, there's like this really cool callbacks module that people could like, uh, or uh, it's a middleware module people could use to kind of make the IBC route a little bit faster. Um, but even right now, I think you can do roughly a minute for three different exchanges and 20 seconds in exchange. Yeah. All right. I was just wondering. I don't, I don't know if that's technically in the future if I would be technically fast enough. You know, like if there's, yeah, a, ton sure. of, if there's like a ton of liquidity, right? Yeah. Say there's billions and billions of dollars, which is that's the goal. But you know, maybe, maybe someone's doing some really big swap, mm-hmm. right? They have like a, 50k or 100k usd or hell even more than that and they want to you know like there's th- th- one one swap might have it for a few pennies less like so they can actually you know orbit i don't know if, if so like that's what i mean I, I just don't know technically if that would be because then you could have yeah. someone maybe potentially front running that transaction too no it's a good question so uh, we actually we talked to or there's, there's a really smart team out there called skip and they're kind of working on building map protection cosmos kind of like flash bots for cosmos you can think of uh, you know they're it's a little different, but you know, it's kind of like the, the high level of it, but really smart team. And they, they had some interesting thoughts here where it's like, uh, it mentioned good, like, you know, you had, you were trying to do some cross chain thing and you want to make this as fast as possible between, uh, you know, a trade on secret and trade, no, and a trade on, um, Crescent. Um, so right now the naive way is you do one and you wait for it to totally finish and you do the next and you do the next and you wait for them all to finish. But if you get really sophisticated at it, uh, you can do something where you basically line up all of the IBC transfers to estimate, okay, Osmo is going to finish their block and, Four seconds, Crescent in like six, Secret in like five and a half. And you try to time, time them all up. So as soon as one chain finishes, you immediately relay that packet to the next. And then you can get it down to like in, in the, you know, like seconds, like a handful of seconds. Um, people haven't done this yet. I think it's still somewhat theoretic, um, but it's possible. It's like something that people are working on and trying to get in the works. And I think it's, the, one of the reasons it hasn't been done a ton yet is there isn't too much cross-chain DeFi in Cosmos right now. Like it definitely exists, um, but it's on the up and up. You know, like all of these new DEXs are still coming. Um, but I think as, as we start seeing more and more cross-chain DeFi, there's going to be like firms specializing in, okay, how can I cross-chain trade like the fastest or how can I get that latency down? Um, yeah. Yeah. So for people out there that don't really understand what we're talking about, that, that would essentially be the ultimate DeFi experience. And that, that would bring different use cases and utility for anyone really, and especially these other teams. And it would make no sense for them to build on top of like, you know, Ethereum or whatever. They would just want to come over here and be able to do that. There's just so, many, so much more flexibility that that brings because that's essentially what, you know, centralized exchanges could do because they have all this liquidity and they're and they're bullshitting you. It's a lot of it's IOUs. So it's like, yeah. if, 
if it's in Cosmos, it's not an IOU because it's 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 there. Like all the all the data, all the money, whatever you want to call it, is there, and it's not bullshit. You know, like I could start up a centralized exchange and just be bootleg. Like, oh yeah, well you want this, I got it. And then like now, if you want to, if you actually want to withdraw it, well you know what, the, the wallet's up for maintenance right now. Sorry, <laughs> we, it's not. You can't get this right now. Like that's a bunch of bullshit. You know, like I yeah. know what you're doing. You're just bullshit, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's bullshit, but you see this all the time, right? And there's all these exchanges that stop withdrawals, or you know, I mean, it's it's really there's a lot of uh, sketchiness going on under the hood. But DEXs, you, 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 what you see is what you get. There's no line going on in the DEX. It's, it's, if you think about it, it's kind of criminal, dude. Like that's, in my opinion, that's that's criminal. Like it'd be like I don't know in real life, me doing something, and, and uh, <laughs> it's just not being able to. That, it's just so sketchy. People don't understand it, you know. And anything out there, like if you have tokens ever on any centralized exchange, just get them off of there instantly. Just get them, if you can, if they, if they allow you, because it's just so sketchy, man. Like I try not to use any centralized exchanges ever for anything, except if I ever need to go back to fiat. But you know, eventually that's going to be a thing with all these dexes on and off ramps with um, fiat and stuff like that. So that'll that'll just take care of that too, yeah. because yeah, be it, it's a, yeah, exactly. Because it's just a shame. Because when like people out there, when you see these dexes, like that's that's actually there, and there's no there's no central figure saying yes or no. Like it just happens. The transactions are decentralized. So. But when you're on a centralized, like, you can just do whatever they want. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I, I personally stay away from it. They all have their place. I guess we technically need a centralized exchange or we do need centralized exchange, at least for now. But um, yeah, that's kind of going off on a point there. But yeah, so like um, everyone always wants to talk about airdrop. You kind of touched on it before. And um, like go, go into that a little bit more specifically. And then also if you could touch on the actual tokenomics, like how did you come up with your tokenomic figure? What's the max supply? Um, what's the the inflation for how many years until it gets the max supply or whatever? Like, if you can just touch on that too. Yeah, yeah, good, good, great, great question. So yeah, on airdrop, uh, I, uh, you know, you, you'll, you'll find more details kind of on our Twitter, but I'll, I'll a quick recap. So it's basically, um, we're airdropping a, a couple of different places. So one is for stakers. So the idea is, you know, if we, uh, Stride can support like thousands of zones, uh, technically. So our goal is to onboard like something like, 15 zones this year and something like 50 next year. And so is, as we on, uh, when we onboard a new zone, we'll airdrop to that zone. So it's kind of like an ongoing airdrop. And it's not just uh, day one, but it's like, let's say in six months, we onboard secret, or probably much faster than that, honestly. Uh, you know, we onboard secret, then we'll do an airdrop to all the secret stakers to be like, hey, you know, here's a little bit of stride token, uh, a little bit of ST, uh, you know, just to kind of tell you about stride and, and advise you to kind of learn more about our platform. Um, so at, at launch, we're going to launch with Adam, Osmo, and Juno. So if you stake Adam Osmo or Juno right now, you'll almost certainly be eligible for airdrop. And you can claim it just by, it's going to be pretty simple. You just go to the stride site, you liquid stake once. Um, it can be not that many tokens, just kind of familiarize yourself with the UI. Then you're eligible for, for uh, the airdrop. And I think it's going to be pretty, pretty hefty. Um, one thing we're doing here that I think hasn't been done before, but I'm excited about it. I think I'm hoping other projects do in the future is, you know, as I'm sure you're aware, you know, a lot of airdrops go unclaimed. And so our idea is we do this airdrop for one month. At the end of the month, we take all the, uh, rewards that have been claimed yet and then roll them to the next month and reset the airdrop so let's say you, you claimed the reward first month you know you're excited to learn about stride next month you can go do the exact same claim again and you get even more rewards and you just, it just keeps going until the airdrop is claimed so it gets you an opportunity to you know as long as you're uh using stride you'll get tons of airdrops here um the next place for using airdrops is if it's your first time kind of using the protocol so first time using stride we'll give you an airdrop as well so we'll give you a little token and the idea here is you know, if you're engaging with Stride for the first time, you probably had to go on bond from Adam or Juno or Osmo or you're on bond and brought over. 
And it's just kind of like a little bit of like a, oh, like, you know, here we'll for the inconvenience of unbunding. Um, and hopefully after that, once you start using Stride, you'll never have to unbund again. You know, you can always live in safe for the rest of your life. But it's just kind of a little bit like a thing, like, you know, here's a little bit for your inconvenience unbunding. And then the last thing, and this is going to be probably the largest airdrop that we're doing, um, it's going to be an ongoing usage reward. So it's going to start with AMM rewards on Osmosis. Um, but then we'll quickly really expand this. So as lending markets come out, we'll incentivize lending market usage, we'll incentivize um, other AMMs, maybe we'll incentivize, you know, any, anyone who's trying to build DeFi on top of Stride will help incentivize in the first place. And the idea here is, you know, the SE tokens are only useful if you can use them throughout DeFi. And so our goal is to make it so anyone who's building on DeFi, and if anyone listening in the audience is a, uh, you know, building a DeFi protocol on Cosmos, please reach out. We'd love to kind of integrate you and help incentivize usage there too. The idea being, you know, we want the SE tokens to be usable everywhere. And this is by far the most aggressive our drop. This is like all going back to the community. Um, you know, it's going to be a really sizable percentage of FTV. We're finalizing the exact percentage, but it's, it's going to be high. It's going to be you know, one of the most uh, kind of uh, healthy uh, rewards back to the community. And the idea really is we want to integrate Stride deep into Cosmos, make it truly the base, uh, the base asset all across Cosmos. So you know, the start would be like, all right, you're participating in the ST Adam ST Juno pool in Osmo. Okay, get a bunch of Stride tokens for providing it there. And you know, we're hoping if we can just get over this and, uh, to like a, Breaking point of liquidity. Uh, I think people are going to realize, that, oh, this is just a strictly better pool. Like, and I'm sure a lot of you are in Osmo pools right now, and you're missing out a lot of staking yield. This lets you just, you know, get, get access to that. Um, so that, that's kind of most airdrops that we plan right now. But we also have a good amount of kind of uh, community usage reward budget that's in flex. And the idea here is, as more and more DeFi develops, um, or is like, you know, we're like, oh, str- um, we need more liquidity in here, or we want. Uh, more to support your peg here, whatever it ends up being. We have usage rewards that will flex to these kind of locations. Um, this is up for a DAO vote, obviously, but you know, if the DAO uh, thinks, oh, we actually want to go fund uh, a lending market, we want to go fund a stride development on Nier, for example, and see if we can bring IBC and Nier. We, know we have tokens that we're going to use for that as well. Um, so that's kind of like a quick bit about the airdrop. Not overall tokenomics, so we're um, finalizing this write-up right now, and we should release it this week, but we give you guys some high-level numbers. There's going to be 100 million stride total. So that's, you know, how many tokens there are, 100 million is the total supply. Um, our airdrop will be something like 6%, and we'll release the exact numbers for the usage rewards. It's going to be, you know, in, in, the, in the dozens, probably. So, uh, you know, a, a good percentage of the protocol for years is going to be given as, like, community rewards. Um, and then in terms of inflation, um, we will probably use most of our uh, – so, so it never goes to zero. So the idea is that um, it, it keeps decreasing kind of uh, every, every epoch. But it never goes quite to zero, but mostly after the first four years or so is where a lot of the kind of staking rewards are going to be. But, you know, as, as I'm sure you've seen with the staking protocols, they um, have a lot of other benefits that they can accrue to stakers. So one is, you know, like which stakers are in solid revenue, so we can stream that to stakers. Maybe we uh, add more inflation after four years, so we'll, we'll see. But there's a lot of flexibility with the staking, so we're not, uh, you know, there a, a lot of, I think, pretty exciting paths that we could take in four years. And staking rewards don't go nothing then, but it probably comes, you know, slightly low, so it's like, by then, the eight can be more like three to four percent, which may also may, maybe just the long term healthy average. Uh, but for the first three, it's much more healthy. We're thinking something like 50 plus percent likely for the first year um, on staking rewards. Yeah, so that, that's a uh, kind of quick rundown. We'll release a really much more detailed summary um, this week. We're just finalizing the writing of it. Nice. Thanks for that answer. So, one of the many reasons I love Cosmos too is like the, the governance and everyone's really active mm-hmm. for the most part and participation. And you said about DAO, like, so can you? I guess essentially, how do people are we going to be able to vote on things? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So you can definitely. It would be crazy that looking at where you can vote. So it's it's uh definitely you can vote through Stride. So this may probably refer grade after we launch. It's going to add uh, voting. So the idea being, so high level, how it would work is 
let's say, you know, you have SC Osmo and you want to go vote an Osmo gut proposal. Someone puts up a gut proposal on Osmosis. Uh, we basically mirror that internally on the Stride site. And then you can use your SG Osmo to go vote on, uh, on that, that gut vote. And then Stride will mirror that vote and through ICA, um, push through that vote on Osmosis. So let's say you, know, you have 1% of the SG Osmo supply, you vote yes in the proposal. Stride will use um, like the, the protocol itself to say, okay, 1% of all the tokens I've staked in Osmosis, go vote yes. And so that, that, that's how it's going to work. And we're one ways that we um, can make this even easier for users. And so we'll, we'll, we'll stay tuned for updates there. We might be able to like query um, your tokens you know, on Stride. So we're trying to figure this out. We just want to do it in a secure way. Yeah, definitely you, you, you'll be able to vote. So no, 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 no question there. I like that. Because that was one of the qualms like initially when Superfluid staking came out. You know, a lot of lot of concerns and um, were, hey, well, you know, can I change validators? And then it was, um, which tech, hey, you have to unbond it, which I understand why. But then they were like, well, can we use that portion of it to, you know, to vote? And um, I think that's like the next evolution of all that. It, you know, because Cosmos is like not not showing Cosmos. The, the community is very involved with essentially all the props. I mean, hell, if you look at Cosmos is barely a year old. I don't even know what prop they're on now. It's like in the 300s or whatever, you know? Yeah. So like, and, it, and, it, and there's a lot of turnout. Like I see these posts from other ecosystems outside of IBC. It's a complete joke. And, and some of these people have been in this in crypto forever and they have hundreds of thousands of followers. Some of them, I think, were upwards to a million. And, and it's like laughable. They'll talk about, oh, well, this this protocol, you know, like they have the, and, it, they're, and it's like, it's been around since like 17 or 16 or whatever. And, and they're at like prop 38 and shit. It's like, <laughs> you're a joke. And, and, and your, your turnout's a joke. It's a complete joke. And I'm not a negative person, but that's just like, it's a joke. And then you come to Cosmos, it's like, like some of these chains aren't even a year old, you know, like Juno's not even a year old. And I don't even like the props are, it's crazy. Like it's, it's very involved. And it's one of the many reasons that I'm like, yeah, this is, this is where I want to be at. And um, so that's why I asked that type of question. Cause I know that would be a concern for myself and probably everyone else is like, Hey, well, it's cool. Like I want to, one of the things that I, I like to stake for is not only because of, you know, securing the work and this, and, but it's also, I get, I feel like I'm, I'm a part of this. Like I'm actually like, do I own the crypto? But I feel like I actually say, and this is how I have a say, so I like that, that now if people want that optionality where they just want that stake derivative, now they can still, whatever their percentage, you know, they have 50K of worth of staked atom, they get, you know, they still have that big say into like what's going on. So I, I like that part of that. So that's cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and even for Stride too, I mean, we have a lot of things on, on the roadmap for own governance and we really hope you guys, you know, hold on to the SD token and vote, uh, vote on Stride. Um, you know, it's, it's how we make the protocol better. We have a lot, a lot of cool, cool ideas in the roadmap. Yeah, exactly. That's that's I mean that's what, how this this all works, you know. Is there's so many people out there right now that have really brilliant ideas and, you know, that's how this stuff gets done. There's things that like the developers and teams are doing and building that they don't think about like when it comes to like things that can potentially make make this whole thing better. Better you like I say customer experience or whatnot. Like I I just want I, I love that, man. I'm not going to lie like that's cool. Um so I'm I'm looking forward to that. And so essentially like like your DAO we start off with the first three big guys and then it's like, Hey, well, we want this. Like how long would that take to implement? Like on your side of things, like say we wanted to go to, I don't know, uh, secret next, like, and, and we, and the vote passes with that. Like yeah. how long does that take to implement? You think minutes, like we, we can do this extremely quickly. Yeah. It's like, uh, we, we probably like, it, it honestly, it would take like three minutes. Probably the only thing we have to make sure is that the host chain, like secret has IBCV3. So as long as they've upgraded to have interchain accounts, which I think basically every chain is doing right now, 
uh, we don't require anything else. So a lot of the other liquid staking protocols require um, this thing called liquid staking module, or they might require um, some sort of interchain queries integration. Uh, we require nothing. It's truly just as long as you have IBC v3, you can trade you in just like two two function calls, basically. Yeah. Nice. So literally, no, yeah. so literally minutes. I like that. Yeah. So I, literally, I'll, I'll walk through the steps right now just to really emphasize how little it is. You're just setting up connections, you know, in osmosis. You like IBC tokens osmosis. We set up an IBC connection between Seeker and Stride. This takes something like 45 seconds. Then we issue one function. Maybe we like verify that works for another 30 seconds. And then we issue a function call that's like, hey, register a uh, secret. And then that takes roughly like a minute to complete. Um, and then you're done. It's registered and anyone can go uh, can go use it. The only other thing we probably will do is like a BD thing, not a technical thing, is when we onboard secret, we, we might go um, use, you know, like 100, 200K of uh, secret to see the ST secret secret uh, pool on osmosis. That way other people can start using that. But that's, you know, that's not a technical thing. That's just kind of like a user experience thing. Now, what about potentially, like, say, CW20 tokens? Would that be a thing, too? Um, what is or the... Oh, 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 yeah, uh, so potentially. So we, we don't support them right now. The main thing is uh, interchain accounts on Cosmosm are, like, relatively new. Um, and I think the support form is kind of, like, up and coming. So it's something we're looking at, and we're hoping to kind of even maybe push forward some of that code to the community uh, post-launch. Um, yeah, we, we'd love to start supporting these. Um, and I think the tech is like almost there, but not 100%. Yeah, so it's something we can do probably this year. Cool. And then like, what about Quorum? Like, do you guys have a certain percentage that you would like to hit or like certain turnout? If, if someone, like, let's, like, are you going to be able to just put something on chain? Like, let's say I owned a bunch of, you know, ST tokens. I, it's just like everything else. Like, I could, I, okay, I could just put something on chain that I want. And then, uh, and also, you know, before doing that, are you guys going to try to have like Commonwealth like everyone else and then have like a certain, uh, you know, like a statue? Like you shouldn't just throw something on chain all of a sudden without actually having a conversation like adults do. Yeah. So we'll, we're probably going to take a lot of kind of guidance from osmosis here. I, I think they've done a really good job on the governance side of things. You know, they've thought a lot about this. And so we'll definitely take our Commonwealth, put that on our site. We'd like to, for all the proposals, have like a, uh, to definitely have a quorum. Like it'd be crazy to have a quorum. So we need to have some sort of quorum. We'll probably mirror the osmosis one. Um, we haven't 100% finalized it. And then, um, yeah, we'd like to see discussion on any sort of code before it gets voted on or passed through. Um, yeah, but, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, we, we still figure out what we want our proposal on that to be. Like, the thing we've seen is, I'm sure you've seen this too on some of the Gov, the Gov forums, like, people will submit just, like, clear malware or spam as, like, a proposal. Um, so we want to prevent that. We, we were trying to think about how we could do this. We don't want to make the burn amount too high. Like, we don't want to make it so people have to burn too much stride to do a proposal. Um, but we also don't want a lot of spam. So maybe we keep it at launch, be like relatively open. And then if we start getting spam, raise the limits. I know we're, we're a little bit up in the air here. If you guys have suggestions, please send them our way. We're, we're pretty open to feedback here. We'll do. So for people out there listening that just heard that part, there are some bad actors that recently they've been putting like fake proposals on chains and they have like a bootleg link on it. And I mean, you can kind of tell, just take your time. I mean, don't click on links anyways in general ever. Because uh, I, I don't even remember if I, I could be wrong, but has there really been links ever before that? Like when people put stuff on chain, there's usually just it's just like a copy and paste, right? But maybe I'm wrong. I I think that I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think you're right. I think it is usually copy and paste. Sometimes there might be links to like a white paper or a diagram that's pretty rare. Um, I, I'd say for now, it's like you can kind of tell by the post sometimes they're like not written super clearly or they seem kind of like too shilly. Um, and then you know if they have a lot of links, then I'd just be careful. But yeah, it's it's, it's pretty unfortunate. I mean the. I think as a community, we don't have a good way of dealing with these kind of spam poses yet. So it's still something I mean, everyone's working on. 
Yeah, for sure. I, it's like it's almost like they're ruining it because it's like, what do you do? Okay, well, we're going to make it these these many more Osmos now. Then it's like not sustainable for just like the average person. You know, it's like not everyone has like fifty k USD to put something on chain. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, like, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. But there are, I mean, there are things that works. Like I know there are um, people that are kind of, you know, hey, well, if you have these many ideas, we'll put it on chain for you and stuff. So I mean, it's it's a it's a thing of work. Like everything's evolving and. Like I said, unfortunately, when, with the evolvement, there's going to be bad actors. That's just like the computer in general. You know, there's updates all the time to patch potential viruses and stuff. So I kind of look at it like in the same realm of things. Um, you know, the, the governance isn't perfect. It, it never will be. I mean, think about it right now in real life, like voting and world politics is not even any what remotely close to being perfect. And um, it's been a long it's been around a lot longer than crypto has been. So, but yeah. yeah. That's uh, Man, I'm, so I'm optimistic like, that crypto is going to find a good government solution. I feel like there's so many innovative things being tried, different, like not just Cosmos, but even on ETH or Soul or you know, all those ecosystems. And so, you know, we're very early. I'm hoping in like five or 10 years we're going to have a great governance model. For sure. That's why I really like Dow Dow on, on Juna. Like, I think they're really building like innovative tools for this. And I think they're going to, it's going to be really awesome the things that they can do that we can't even think about right now. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. for that. And yeah, I mean, like, I think. That's why I always come back to Cosmos, you know, basically for all this, all this to really work, I think really we're just the ones building all this stuff that people aren't even thinking about. Like they're thinking about, oh, let's build this uh, cool skyscraper and add this to it. But they're not building any of the, the hard work, the infrastructure, the pipes, whatever you want to call it to, to, for those buildings to work. And um, Cosmos, is that's what they started off with. They're building you know, the roads and the, the, the pipe and all that. And then, then it's all come together. I mean, you could go on MintScan and just look at it like it's a, it's a beautiful like how many different things are connected to it and people don't really understand that like i know when i went to florida at the permissionless event there was basically like no ibc people they would come over and say hey like what's osmosis and i knew right away they had zero clue like what the hell cosmos was or ibc and how any of it works and then i got to sit there and tell them like, how that works and then their eyes light up they're like oh yeah like, that sounds amazing and uh you know i don't know how as many of these shows we can do eventually we just need to i don't know maybe like all the chains kind of pitch in and say like look we're going to start this huge marketing fund mm -hmm. and we're just going to basically educate everyone like all these people on either youtube or twitter or a combination of all socials hell even maybe a commercial like i don't know but like people outside mm -hmm. of like ibc they, they have zero clue about like how crypto actually is going to work in the future which is it's embarrassing to me because you know, these people are sitting there spending all this money, but they have zero. Like, I even think like ETH 2.0, like they'll, I, they'll IBC enable. Maybe they won't. I don't know. To me, it just makes no sense not to. It's like, mm -hmm. I always use these like metaphors, you know, hey, it's like you go into like a Starbucks and they have Wi-Fi, but you have this device, it works. And if this other person has this device, it doesn't work. Like, well, yeah. that makes no sense. You think it's right. going to be sustainable? No. So I don't know. I just know the people in this space are very genuine. They're actually smart. They understand it. And it makes a lot of sense. And that's why I... I I love teams that are coming over here, whether they're already established on like a different chain outside of IBC and they're like, look, we understand this is how it's going to be. We're going to get in front of it. Like that's why DOIDX came over, you know, like it's just, it's just a matter of time. It really is in my opinion. So yeah, it's a matter of time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like every time I meet an engineer in Cosmos, I feel like oh, this person is so, so smart. I feel like, you know, uh, like I, I'm continually blown away with every single engineer I meet. And I think the space next next bull cycle, people are gonna recognize like how amazing the infra is and how kind of like how much ahead it is from what you actually think it is. And you know, a lot of people like you, a really fantastic job marketing Cosmos to the community. Um, I love your idea about the community marketing budget. Uh, we'll, we'll look into that. I mean, it seems really plausible, right? There's all these really exciting projects on Cosmos that have pretty big treasuries now. They all pitched in a little bit and make Cosmos uh, 
next big kind of ecosystem. Yeah, like I'm involved with the Cosmo Space Team. It's just a bunch of a group of guys that just started just the kind of educational stuff, and we do validators and all that. But you know, at the end of the day, it's it's almost more like a hobby for us, and it's not that we're in it for financial like gains or whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool one one day down the road. Like, okay, we got like some financial gains. It to me, we, it just needs to be more like a business model. Like, it, it takes money and and resources to to be super professional and, and actually get your word out to like, not just the cosmos people, but like everyone in crypto. Cause I, I like, I, I'm like really active on Twitter and I go on random like tweets from like these really big shillers in these other ecosystems. And it's just, it's bizarre. It's, it's crazy to me because it's like, they don't even know what they're talking about. And, and it's nuts. It's like, what are these people doing, man? Like it, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. And I mean, I get it. Cause like these other ecosystems, they have a boatload of money, right? So like as a business model, it's like, okay, I understand why some teams are like, let's go deploy on Solana or let's go deploy on AVAX or whatever, because there's like, there's all this money and it costs money to build. And it's like, you know, it, it's not, I wish life was free. Everything was free, but that's not how life is. It, it shit costs money. And like from you, like your perspective, not to like blow your spot up, but how did you guys, did you guys do like a seed round? Did you guys get any grants? Like, how did you get going from what you're Yeah, doing? dude, it's a good question. It's totally right. It is expensive to build these things, especially as you're like, uh, IBC is so new and a lot of the infrastructure is kind of be built as you know, you're kind of like building the plane as you're flying it. Um, so it is expensive. We, we raised a seed round for a bunch of validators and a few like uh, kind of Cosmos specific VCs. Um, so that, that we've been using that and we were very lucky to raise that and it's helped us make, I think, a really good product that's really good engineers. Um, yeah, but, but it is expensive. And uh, part of what we're hoping to do is make it like uh, support grants for projects building on top of Stride because we know there is this high barrier entry. But yeah, it is a big issue. I think part of it's also the, the good, good sign for the future is a lot of um, kind of sources of capital, like VCs, but also just like regular uh, DeFi investors or just, you know, like the, the everyday crypto holder, I think is getting more aware of Cosmos and there's more money flowing in. So it's getting a little bit easier to build in, in the space, but it's still hard. But yeah, we raised uh, like a uh, whatever, like six and a half million dollar seed round. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome to hear that because you know, like, like I said, stuff costs money, you know, or like your time too, you know, like I do Twitter and all this and I put so many hours into it. And, and sometimes I'm thinking to myself, am I, am I nuts? Like, <laughs> like, am I literally going bonkers because I'm spending all this time and it's time away from family and friends. And, you know, I, I love this, man. Like, like I said, it, it's enjoyable, but it's, it's more, and almost like more like a hobby. And, you know, I guess at this point in my life, I'm a little too old for just a hobby, but um, yeah, I just try to give back. And I think a lot of people in this space do that as well. And, and that's why I love like Cosmos. But like I said, as a developer and team wise, and, and I understand why some teams or like maybe people that have a lot of skill and talent are a little bit hesitant to, to go into Cosmos initially, because there isn't as much funding as say like a Solana or whatever. So, and we all know like the technology here is superior. It's just the superior tech it's the everything's here like it's it's all superior like and i'm not trying to be a maxi it's just the fact like i do all this shit on these other ecosystems and i never have as good of an experience as i do in cosmos like it's just that i just look at it from that vantage point you know i don't care like yeah i do care about other stuff but the experience has always been really good i know the very first time i used osmosis i was i was like holy hell that was great like what the hell just happened i'm so used to using like uniswap and then some transactions are just like stuck and it's like what you know like it's an amazing thing to think about like i can send data from this one sovereign chain to the other and like worst case scenario it's just it, it would come back to where i i sent it from and there's no way that it, i have to worry about it getting hacked or whatever because like the merkle proof and all that it's, it's, it's just it's a good it's a good experience and i can't wait for the day where like everyone's just like we're going to build on cosmos like we don't give a shit about this unless 
those other ecosystems wise up and they they enable IBC, then I can understand. It's like, oh yeah, I can go over there because you're still you have this gigantic network effect, and it's not like fragmented um, like communities and data and resources and all that. So I'm hoping within two to three years, like I've been I've been thinking, you know, two to three years. So hopefully, we're just all super. Um, super early, and we, we're there before everyone else is. So yeah, to speak, absolutely. So. I don't know if you've heard of this firm. There's a firm called Polymer Labs. Uh, I think you'd like them. Their, their only goal is to bring IBC to like every ecosystem. They do a lot of really cool work. They have some of the smartest engineers I've seen in crypto. Um, yeah, hopefully, you know, they bring IBC to every single chain. I mean, and what, what did uh, you say? Polymer it was? Labs. I forgot the website. I think it might just be polymerlabs.com. Let me look up the website. But super smart group of uh, coders. You know, they're, they're doing really great stuff. I don't even, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't even Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're relatively um, stealthy just because, you know, they, they haven't launched yet, so they're still working on bringing IBC over. But I think it's polymerlabs.org. There's a bunch of other kind of firms doing this too. Polymer's the, the, the one I'm most familiar with. But yeah, there are people trying to bring IBC to every every ecosystem. And it's very possible. All you need is fast finality, which, you know, a bunch of chains support fast finality um, that don't yet have IBC. Yeah, that would be nice, man. I just like, I, like, I, I just think everything's gonna connect yeah. over. It just doesn't make it like it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I try to look at it. I mean, I understand if you're like a company, right, and you just want to use the Cosmos SDK because it's just open source. It's kind of like the blueprint. You make your own cool blockchain, and then you just like not enable it because it's like we don't need it for this. Is maybe maybe it's like I don't know a company and they want to use this for, for for voting or whatever. Like they don't need it. Like I understand in those mm-hmm. cases, but already current pre-existing blockchains it meant to me it just makes no sense like i just i can't understand why you wouldn't want that for one way or another whether that's just again like as a business model why wouldn't you want all these potential users to be able to just click a button basically and come over to your blockchain for whatever like it just makes no sense so that's why i'm always so bullish on cosmos and you know i don't know necessarily how technically that would bring maybe more financial wherewithal to Cosmos or to Atom token. I don't know. Sometimes I question that, but I think it would. I mean, I don't see what it, it wouldn't be a detriment. It's not going to be yeah. a negative. So it's all, it can only be a positive. 100%. So. 100%. Yeah. And Polkadot might be the first one we see come over, I think, because it's already you know, built on this. Uh, I think someone actually just did the first IBC transfer between Polkadot and a Cosmos chain. So it's, it's, it's coming there. It's almost, it's, it's close. Yeah, I mean, it's it makes sense for that, too. And I, we've had shows with Polkadot people and actually some of the, like, Composable Finance. And uh, I know Jack is really uh, bullish on, like, not bullish, but he's always talked good yeah. about Dot. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like them, too. Like, it's just, like, like let's go already, you know? And I think, like I said, like, every ecosystem, you know, there's a reason why people use Tendermint and Cosmos SDK and do all, like, it's just, there's a reason, so. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, let me ask you a personal sure. question. Besides your actual, what you guys got going on, like what what thing are you most looking for? Now you said interchain accounts yeah. and queries and all that type of stuff, but I mean, maybe necessarily a product that's going to come out from a, a team or, or just like a blockchain that maybe some of us don't know about or, or like a specific team that a lot of us don't even know about yet. Is there anything yeah, out yeah. there? Oh, dude, great, great, great question. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, less in the know than some of you all. Like I, you know, I know some of the listeners here are, are super plugged into the ecosystem and know a bunch of stuff coming up. I can tell you a few things that come to my radar. Um, one that, you know, we've talked about, uh, today, but it's called Skip. They're writing like med protection in Cosmos. Um, super cool, super, yeah, I think it can make a lot of the on-chain DeFi a lot more efficient. It really help supercharge Cosmos DeFi. So pretty excited for that. And then separately, uh, a chain that I'm pretty excited about that I know has been, um, a little bit slept on recently, I think, but their tech is really good, is Deso. Um, I, I know it's kind of a controversial take, but if you just look at their, the L1 they actually built, the amount of transactions they can handle a second and the kind of uh, the complexity of the chain they built is really impressive. 
And I don't think people have, um, like the, the adoption of Visa, I think is, is kind of lagging behind the tech. So hopefully they get some good applications and some good marketing. But uh, the tech, I, I think it's actually a, a really solid out one. So I'm, I'm per- personally a, a big fan of it. Yeah. All right. So what uh, was that Visa. one? I know I, for everyone out there, the, fir- the first one was, if you want to follow them on Twitter, it's just at Skip Protocol. I've already been following them. I've heard of them. I just haven't looked into them recently. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's them. Uh, what was the other one? D-E-S-O. It's a decentralized social. So the idea is, you know, you can build a DSO protocol, I think, on Twitter. The idea is that, you know, like, you, know, you use Twitter or you use Instagram, whatever it is, and these companies end up owning your data, and then they have this kind of, like, moat where if I want to go make a new Twitter, I have to go start all over from scratch. And their idea is you could put all these transactions on chain, and if I want to make a new Twitter, I can just use the existing data from current Twitter to make a new front end or, you know, like, the data is more available for everyone to use. And uh, if I'm a content creator and I make uh, content, I can now, like, that's on chain. And so I can get like some cloud of revenue anytime someone accesses that data. Um, and the, the thing that I think is really cool here though is you know, there's a lot of on-chain data when you use social. So if I use Instagram, I go like something, I go comment, you know, there's all these kind of like really high throughput transactions. And they've done a lot of work on their L1 to make it handle like a lot of transactions per second. Storage on DSO I think is cheaper than almost anywhere else. And so they've really hyper-optimized for this use case. And it works really well technically. And uh, I think... Uh, a lot of creators are starting to come up, up on now, and there's gonna like it looks like there's more interesting applications being built. DowDow, for example, I think was a DSO product, so it's kind of made by the DSO uh, or heavily uh, influenced by the DSO team. And so I think they're making some more products like this. But if you like DowDow, you'll probably like DSO. So it's something I'm bullish on. So we'll see. Um, that's amazing. I actually I, I wasn't following them. So a shout out to the people who were like I know I see Dog Life 420 in here. I'll him out because I just clicked the people that are following me that are following them. Yeah. I see he's in here and Mayor's Mayor's in here. So you guys definitely knew about this. I don't know why you guys didn't tell me about this, but it's all good. Uh, but yeah, that sounds that sounds really cool. I mean, that's you know, as much as like I have to use Twitter, I just you know, like our data is, it should be ours, and if we want to sell it or we want they want to use it, then they should be paying us for some stuff. And I think crypto is another way that brings a more fair playing ground to just the average user, you know. And there's a reason why, like I like using Brave browsers and and like I just try to do everything in my life. I try to do crypto. And sometimes I find a hard time whenever I'm like engaging in real life about any sort of particular conversation, not to like bring that back into crypto somehow. Like I could be at like a sporting game. I haven't seen someone in forever. I start talking about, they're like, hey man, you're so passionate. I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I love crypto. So like, I, I just think like every use case, you know, I like look at stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I have my birth certificate or I have uh, the deed to my to, to house or, or my car. And I'm like, yeah, this should be in crypto. Like, you know, I shouldn't have this piece of paper. And it's just like everything I think can can benefit from crypto technology. So. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I'm totally with you. But yeah, I mean, uh, I just want to shout out everyone. Let me see. There, um, yeah, you guys all in here. Appreciate your time. I know you're busy, and uh, thank you for what's been over an hour. So I appreciate that. If anyone, um, let's see what Jimmy has. What's up, Jimmy? Please keep it PG, brother. <laughs> Let Jimmy up. What's up, Jimmy? Do you have a particular question? Well. Uh, let me give a little bit of feedback and I'll follow up with a question, right? Good. Good. You know, there are already major DeFi projects on Cosmos. And it should also be said that having another one has to be competitive with multi-chain future where there are plenty of other liquid staking protocols elsewhere too. I have to say, from looking at it, there is nothing particularly unique about this. Uh, talking about how much you raise is also kind of irrelevant. Um, you can spend a lot of money, but I also feel that one of the reasons why it costs a lot of money 
is because maybe it doesn't deserve to be built in the first place. So with that said, my actual question is, why is this actually different? Uh, yeah, good. So good question. So first off, I, I, I don't know how much I agree with the statement. You're very good at marketing. Um, I, I, I appreciate that, but I, I'm actually more describing myself as an engineer. So, you know, since uh, since I've always been the kind of engineer, and I think it's most of what we're trying to do here, uh, on, on the thing of, you know, the cost of money should be built, um, I, I think most things that are, you know, push a lot of technological progress are somewhat expensive to make. So think of like, you know, all the big technological innovations we've had, you know, over the last century or so. They mostly are uh, taking investment. It takes a lot of people time to think about how we structure this, write the code for it, write the infrastructure. Um, these things don't kind of come for free. And so, you know, oftentimes it is like the, the coolest technology takes a lot of research and smart people working on how to make it better. Uh, in terms of how we're different, there's a few ways. Uh, but I would say in terms of things that we're building, I, I want to make it clear, it's not just limited to liquid staking. So I, I would think of Stride is probably going to be the biggest user interchain accounts when we launch. Um, and we're hoping to add a lot of that code kind of back to the core repo, the IBC Go repo. And so we're talking to Jack right now. We're talking to a few other people on like how we can best submit this and kind of clean it up. But, but the idea is, you know, like this is, IBC is pretty, IBC V3 is very new. It's only came out in March of this year. And a lot of the infrastructure to build good apps on it hasn't been done yet. And so we're kind of treading the ground there. Like all, all three of our the co-founders are engineers. Um, we've all come from like a, a kind of high-performance computing background. It's kind of what we're trying to bring here. Um, so it's like a lot of the work that we're doing on so as a simple example, something that wasn't previously possible you could do with us right now is when you send an ICA message, there's no callback you receive back. We've done a lot of work to make it so you can actually do a call. Like if you use JavaScript before, you get callbacks, you send a message. Uh, that wasn't possible in IBC until uh, until kind of Stride, Stride built it. And there's a bunch of other stuff that we're trying to make there. And then the hope is that this enables kind of the whole uh, DeFi future. It's not just something uh, Stride does. You know, it's something anyone, anyone can do with ICA. And as kind of part of the early editions built using I, uh, ICA, uh, I think we have an, kind of an obligation to push push that forward. Um, next thing is, uh, as you said, there's a bunch of other DeFi programs built. Like, how are we really different? Um, so first is... I think if you had to imagine your ideal kind of decentralized future for Cosmos strength or proof of stake chain, I don't think you necessarily want just one provider. Um, it's, it's probably better for ecosystem healthiness, uh, for consumers, for the overall experience to have a few different providers. And so I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with having multiple liquid staking providers. Um, and you know, if you only had one, I think that's probably net worse. Like you're going to have less innovation, less competition, um, less sort of desire to do things well. Um, but even then, I would, I'd say we're quite different under the hood. So if you look at the way Stride works in the hood, I think we take a lot of pride and I expect we have by far the most scalable liquid staking blockchain. And a lot of that code is uh, fully available to the public, documented, everyone else can go, go and see it and kind of use it for their own chain. Uh, we can support a lot more chains. We, we don't require, of all the liquid staking protocols out there, we can support the most host chains as well. So, you know, something secret we can support. I don't think a lot of other chains can support secret given uh, the way they uh, encode their addresses. Um, we don't require liquid staking module. We don't require um, kind of interesting query integration. We require very few things. And I think that's ultimately going to help like Cosmos, the ecosystem, and the hub in general. Um, there's also a lot of other ways we differ under the hood. Philosophically, so one example is I can easily imagine consumers having different preferences on what they want liquid staking to be. So imagine one type of consumer might want, I want my liquid staking provider to just be liquid staking, do that well, do that one function, um, and make it iron tight. I imagine another consumer might be like, oh, I actually want uh, lots of... Uh, I, you know, I kind of want a one-stop shop. I want to go to one website, liquid stake there, use UIMMs there. I don't really care as much about specialization here. I kind of want more convenience. Um, not, not to say one of these is more or less valid than another, but someone could easily want one of those. Um, and we kind of make it possible for people to do both. You know, like Stride does the, the first niche, and another liquid stake provider might do the second one. Um, yeah, did, did that kind of address your question? But please say if not. Um, yeah. 
to be to be honest with you, I didn't mean like Jimmy. I don't know if you know him. He's he's uh, he can be quite confrontational at times. I tried to mute him because a lot of times when when he does this, he won't let the other person talk. But I accidentally uh, removed him and he left. But I mean, yeah, that was that was perfect the way you answered it. I feel bad because I Jimmy Jimmy's something else sometimes. So I didn't know if he was going to be in a good mood or or just like not let you talk and keep arguing with you. <laughs> That's kind of his approach. I mean. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, you answered that really good. Cause I mean, I, that was a good way. Of, um, like people like him, I, I like sometimes to come on and kind of have like a, uh, I don't know, not a negative point of view, but just like a concern point of view. So that was a good question by him. And I do apologize if he is listening that I uh, removed, I guess I accidentally removed him from the combo, but. Uh, yeah. So sorry about that, Jimmy. And, and for our end, uh, no, we, we'd love these kind of questions. You know, like, you know, these are, uh, like there's a lot of DeFi applications on Cosmos. It makes sense. People are kind of skeptical of them. And you know, we invite all these questions. And from our perspective, we have nothing to hide. Like we're truly all engineers. We're trying to build a uh, building in crypto for a while. And we think this is a good way we can get back to the community. And we're truly like, if people have concerns or anything, we're super open to them. Yeah. We're, we want to build this product with community feedback. Um, and I, I truly believe what we're doing is going to be great for Cosmos DeFi. But if someone thinks differently and you know, has compelling arguments, please send them our way. And we're, it's a, uh, we're still early days in this product and we can definitely shape it based on consumer um, interest. All right. Well, I mean, I appreciate your time. Uh, it's been about an hour and a half. So if you have any last comments, remarks, or how people can stay in touch with uh, your your progress and your updates and um, anything like that, you know, do so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you guys uh, could would, uh, want to stay up to date with Stride, um, our website is stride.zone and our Twitter is stride underscore zone. Please follow us. We'll post updates there. Mainnet launch coming very soon. Post Porto Economics, more airdrop updates. Our testnet's currently live. So if you want to hop in our Discord, you can get on Twitter on our website. Um, you can join our testnet. Um, yeah, have you guys in the community. And like I said, you know, we're a pretty small team. It's only uh, you know less than ten of us, um, and so we're pretty responsive. So you guys have ideas on what you want uh, us to integrate with, or features you want from like staking, or any sort of questions. Shoot us an email, shoot me a DM, and I'll, I'll get back to you ASAP. So thanks a lot, everyone, for listening. Thank you, man. Thanks for and, and shout out to everyone in here for spending your Sunday with us. So have a good rest of your day or good uh, evening or night, wherever you're at. And uh, thank you, man. Appreciate your time. Take care. Appreciate you. Have a good one, man. See everyone. Take care. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Cosmos Potluck with Stride, hosted by Cosmos Haas, recorded on Sunday, August 21st, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing I'll aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke rolls in when I start a session Plain canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Shitting line them up Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. It could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're 
dead or put it in new speakers It's a toss-up, driver or just tweakers Don't stress, yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling, less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble